Hello, and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time, Chumbawamba. And this week, we're talking about the song Time Bomb, which is track two off of Chumbawamba's sixth studio album, Anarchy. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this one, um, specifically off of this album, because it is one of my personal favorite Chumbawamba songs. Hell yeah. Um, So... I listened to it a bunch of times today and then went down a weird YouTube rabbit hole of <laughs> listening to different versions of this song and then listening to um, watching that one live video of them of playing of them playing in Cologne, uh, Germany, where this song was on the set list and then watching basically that entire set in the last hour while I was supposed to be doing notes for this episode. <laughs> it was it was a fun time with the songs off of Anarchy. I feel like I know them well enough that when I like think like I need to prepare for the show, it's like, nah, I don't. I'm good. Like not not I, in the <laughs> same way. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I like to I like to take some notes so that I that I know what I want to say. But for the most part, like um, last week when we recorded for Give the Anarchist a Cigarette, I was really busy that day. I just, like, didn't have time to, like, actually listen to the song again, so I did all of my notes based on memory, because I've heard that song fucking hundreds of times, oh, yeah. so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so and... here we are. It's time to time to rock and roll, and... Hell uh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm while ex- we're still in the intro thing, just... Do you think it's weird that we never introduce ourselves on the show, Dan? So, uh, we did, like, once. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you remember, like, maybe, like, the second or third episode we said... Uh, we 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 introduce ourselves by name, and I'm pretty sure in the first episode we introduce ourselves by name, like at the end. Maybe. And uh, it just never stuck for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like listening to another podcast recently, and like they always introduce themselves, and I was like really yeah. stoned, and I was just like, "Oh, we don't do that." I wonder if people know <laughs> which one of us is which. I well, mean, that's I, part, I, I feel that's, like. Like a chunk of our audience is people that we know in real life, but I feel like we've we've hit the point where we have a solid number of listeners that are people that do not know us at least face to face, and yeah. probably don't know who the fuck we are. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to me, to me, it's like Chumblewumba themselves, right? I have been. We've this is what episode forty five of this podcast, and I'm pretty sure today when I was watching um, the live in Cologne set. Uh, was the first time I ever looked at all of the band members on stage at once and was able to identify who was whom, like, yeah. each time they were on camera. So, like, it's it's not about the individuals. It's about the, the individuals that come together to make the thing uh collectively in my in my mind. Also we just never we just never established how to do it early on and uh I don't know. It it would feel weird to it would feel weird to do it differently this time. Uh, this yeah. late in the game. I'm not I'm not suggesting we do. I just it was just something that came to mind it was just like, oh I wonder I wonder if people know who we are. <laughs> well that's part of the fun I guess of of guessing. Um Yeah. I don't like, think we like, sound enough like I don't think we sound similar enough that people can confuse the two of us, but I I can agree with that, but you know, uh I I I know my own voice perhaps better than anyone else's, so maybe uh maybe we do have maybe I'm just so in tune with my own voice that I'll never mistake it for someone else's. Sure. I don't know. I probably maybe know just... your voice better than anyone else's at this point from doing a podcast with you and playing in a band with you. <laughs> That's kind of sweet in a way. <laughs> know, know your voice better than my own, than my own mother's. Um, so I like to think that if there's anyone listening to this that we don't know personally, um, which there are some people, that they would go on to uh, the Chumbology Twitter, at Chumbology Rocks, and uh, find our personal Twitter pages and then based on our personalities on the show and based on our like voices um decide which of the two of us is the one who uh looks like I do in my Twitter profile photo and which of the two of us is the one who has a Garfield profile photo <laughs> well that's what i look like in real life so it's fair that is what teddy looks like in real life they are very garfield esque it's kind of uncanny actually <laughs> i did just commission someone to draw me a new icon for twitter yeah but i asked for another icon of garfield smoking weed 
That's good because if you changed if you changed your uh, profile photo away from Garfield, you'd have to leave Garf chat. Yeah, I'd get kicked out. I I think that's gonna be my bit from now on is that I'll keep changing my profile picture like once every six months, but just to a different photo <laughs> of Garfield smoking weed. <laughs> can six months from so you're gonna get another one soon? Um, yeah. Can six months from that date uh, you change it to Garfield um, smoking DMT or something? <laughs> That would be like smoking DMT is a very like sketchy experience. Like for the most part, <laughs> like you smoke DMT like off of like uh like tin foil. So it'd be a very graphic profile picture of just like a, a very photorealistic Garfield smoking DMT off of like a pile of tin foil, seeing some machine elves. <laughs> I would love that personally, but yeah. you know, it's 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 your Twitter profile. You can do I'll with it what you want. And... I'll see if I can make it happen. I'll, if I start smoking DMT, I'll change the profile picture yeah. to match. <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, um, go on to Twitter, find mine, find uh, our uh, Twitter pages, um, our personal accounts, and then email us or, or tweet at us saying which one you think is whom. Uh, which voice you think belongs to the person with the real profile photo or the person with the Garfield smoking weed profile photo. <laughs> What's that tw- uh, Twitter Twitter meme? Uh, reply with re- retweet if something. I'm trying to see something. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. Now that we've gotten wildly off topic. <laughs> T- Teddy, it's the first 10 minutes of the episode. The whole That's bit true. is that we go off topic. Come that on. That is true. <laughs> That, that was my plan all along. Yeah, you, you yeah. guessed it. This is a safe space for talking about Garfield smoking DMT, okay? <laughs> That's what the show should actually be about. <laughs> That'll out. be we... our next bonus episode let's on do, Patreon. <laughs> let's do a bonus episode where we smoke DMT and watch the Garfield movie. <laughs> Hear me out. So on Monday, instead of helping me move, just come over. Well, I don't have DMT. I do have tabs we could just do acid and watch garfield a tale of two kitties i think that's a really really good idea for the day that you're supposed to move to another state yeah yeah (laughs) oh christ (laughs) so as we mentioned (laughs) and i feel like teddy was trying to move us back towards uh this week we're talking about the song time bomb track two off of chumbawamba's album anarchy uh, which is not to be confused with the fucking dog shit song Time Bomb by Rancid. I literally, like, I typed in Time Bomb just into YouTube. Yeah. Usually I do that with Chumbawamba song titles just to see how big of, like, the like a name it is compared to other bands that have those song titles. Chumbawamba's Time Bomb, nowhere to be found on the first page of YouTube if you just type in Time Bomb. Rancid's Time Bomb, fucking, like, second option. And God, that song is dog shit. Wait, so if Rancid's Time Bomb is the second option, what's the first option? Uh, let me take a look, because there are, there are a bunch of songs called Time Bomb. So first one is Rancid, but then there's a Beck song called Time Bomb that comes oh, that's at number right. two. There's a, a, another song called Time Bomb by Eration. Ir- Looks like a reggae okay. artist. Um, there's a Hollywood Undead song called Time Bomb. <laughs> Damn, I wish I had thought of this before, but it would have been great if we would have listened to all of those time bombs yeah. and then ranked them. Ooh, uh, there's, yeah. there's a Kylie Minogue time bomb. Yeah. Do you think that was a response to Chumbawamba talking shit about her all the time? Oh, shit. Which one came out first? Uh, definitely so the, the Chumbawamba. Then. This one was like a recent Kylie Minogue song. Oh, my God. Um, there's also uh, the band Tim Timebomb and Friends who show up before <laughs> Chumbawamba. And then finally, we have Chumbawamba. Damn. They did That's beat way out too the, far down the list. Yeah, they beat out the Prodigy for the Prodigy as Time Bomb Zone, despite mm. that having way more views than... Oh, man. The, the one with the most views is the song Time Bomb by All Time Low. That's That sure is something. I didn't know that All Time Low had a song called Time Bomb. <laughs> Me neither. I'm sure it's bad. I'm sure it is, because it's All Time Low and they're a bad band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will... I will comfortably go on record saying that i think all time low is a very bad band <laughs> my my wow. main experience with all time low is that i went to their bar in baltimore and it was bad so i went yeah. to a townie bar down the block that was playing grindcore and just talked shit about the all time low bar with the owner of the townie bar fuck yeah that sounds like a good experience <laughs> it was a lot of fun 
All right, so this song, Time Bomb, um, takes its chorus from the song For What It's Worth by Stephen Stills and Buffalo Springfield. <laughs> I wanted to lead with that fact because I think it's really funny that it, it, pretty much immediately after the whole like controversy with Jesus H. Christ and sampling and taking choruses from other songs, uh, Chumbawamba decides to do it again on the lead single of their next album. <laughs> and I'm like, it's it's as if these motherfuckers didn't learn their lesson last time. But thankfully, this one made it past the uh, copyright lawyers and actually um, was able to be put to record for uh, this banger of a song. <laughs> I think probably what ended up like saving them is that it's not like an exact copy of the original song. Like the melody is different; it's just similar lyrics. Yeah, like you can get away with that because I mean, there's only yeah. only so many words you can put in so many different fucking like combinations I mean, we just saw that there's what like 35 different songs called time bomb like right you can't be really be original in i mean 92 is a little bit easier than in 2020 but and just uh, yeah. real quick this was not their first single oh no was, what was this the was first their single? second single the f- first one was the uh enough is enough oh okay that that was My their mistake. their first single off this album and the first one that charted and then this was the second single off this album and their second uh hit that charted so gotcha. this is i mean it on the album it is the first one right and when we talk about like the music video this is our first time seeing chumbawamba with a music video but it's yeah technically not their first music video it's technically their second because they did put out one for uh the song with uh credit to the union enough is enough yeah um it is a big chumbawamba move though isn't it to have their like lead single of an album be the second to last track on the album huh yeah and like a collab track yeah right so like on other tracks they'll credit it as like featuring mc fusion but this one straight up says featuring credit to the nation and i believe in the music video it has both members of like both bands playing instruments so it's weird that like your first hit especially it's weird for like a rock band for your first hit to be like something that you're like kind of just a feature on right but it worked yeah it ended up uh ended up working out well for them and for credit to the nation um but back to time bomb lyrically uh this song is i feel like pretty simple um i got the message out of it that it's about like just the power of being an everyday person and having distrust in politicians. Um, I really liked the lines. The lines that made me think that the most were, uh, hear the breaking of their promises, hear the smashing of your expectations, and then the line, in a world full of no ones, I am a someone. Um, Yeah, I think it was a pretty straightforward, simple lyrical message that I think is nevertheless pretty effective. Um... Yeah, they're, Teddy, they're... you have a note here about <laughs> something you saw in the live version. Yeah, so in the live version, they do, before they play the song, they mention that it's about the Spice Girls. <laughs> right, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like 99% sure that was a joke. I, because if this because was any, I was I mean, watching that set, I was watching that set, and at the end of the song before that one, um, uh, I forget which song it was, but one of the vocalists was like paraphrasing a Spice Girls song <laughs> to the melody of that song, saying, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So, like, if this song, listen, if this song is in some way about the Spice Girls, I wouldn't have fucking gotten that out of the lyrics. <laughs> so maybe Chumbawamba needs to do a better job of uh, of being more explicit about that. <laughs> See, if this was any other band, I would assume, oh, that was just throwaway banter that they were, like, making a joke about on stage. But since it's Chumbawamba, I'm betting you that we're going to get a fucking email from our yeah, correspondent who's like, well, actually, these are all references to specific Spice Girls lyrics where the Spice Girls <laughs> threatened to, to blow up a building or some shit. I just... You know what? If there's, like, anything, if there's anything that I have learned from doing this podcast is that I should never be surprised when uh, it turns out that a Chumbawamba song is about some incredibly obscure yeah. thing. Like, sitting pretty near the fast food counter in the backseat of a Vauxhall... That could be about the Spice Girls, and neither you nor I would know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't prove it's not, so... 
I, I guess I can't. I really, I really guess I can't. <laughs> um, I, I do really like the lyrics of the song. It's kind of empty. Like there, there's not a whole lot of like choruses even like, like the, the lines that aren't repeated are only used like once or twice. And I don't know. It's not super deep lyrically, but it is an incredibly catchy song. Yeah. And like the the repeated parts, although they're not super deep, like it's just the I am a time bomb, a ticking, ticking time bomb. I am a time bomb, a ticking, ticking time bomb. That like, shit gets stuck in your head. so really? fucking catchy. It's yeah. so good. It fucking Rancid has no right to name a song time bomb. <laughs> like I'm like genuinely mad that that was the first thing that popped into my head when I thought of time bomb. Was like, yeah. oh, Rancid. And then I was like... Rancid doesn't deserve that. No, they Fuck don't. Rancid. <laughs> Fucking. Ugh. This is now my Rancid podcast called Ran- is... Rancid is Rancid. Rancid's Rancid Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk shit about Rancid until someone fights us. Yeah, all right. I, I'm down with that. I, I feel, feel like... like the only people who still listen to Rancid in the year 2020 are people who like are in their late 30s and still go to the Asbury Lanes, you know? <laughs> The easiest way to tell if someone listens to Rancid is if they have one of those, like, bike boy hats. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, when you buy that, it comes with a copy of whatever Rancid's, like, first album is. Like, Yeah, I always, just... I, always lump, um, I always lump Rancid in that same category as bands like Social Distortion and, um, <laughs> uh, like, The Bouncing Souls and stuff. Like, like pop punk for people who are now almost 40 because it was like pop punk before bands like all time low and um you know whatever other shit elio likes to listen to like (laughs) turned pop punk into the genre it is now skate punk is what some people call it i don't know i just always think of bands like that as like yeah my like people who are like my brother's age like this band <laughs> i literally don't think i could tell you a single social distortion or bouncing soul song like not yeah. one <laughs> same with like the there's like this like whole section of punk bands that i feel like i missed out on because yeah. by the time i had like found out about them they were like a little too old for me but they weren't like cool like yeah. it's like they, there's some punk bands that you can go back and be like oh fuck yeah like we talked about them a lot last week but like the dead kennedys oh yeah i feel like have like staying power but like if you didn't grow up around like rancid or like social distortion or bouncing souls or fucking gaslight anthem any of those bands i feel like like looking well, back it's like i don't i don't get this yeah the gaslight anthem i feel like is its own beast entirely because that man somehow figured out how uh playing the exact same four chords over and over again in the same order in every single song could make a career um other than other than the gaslight anthem i mean it's like it's not even like social distortion and the bouncing souls are bad bands like they're okay they have i think they each have like a couple of decent songs but like it's just i don't know just feels like it belongs to an entirely different world of what punk even means than a band like chumbawamba bands like that feel more like punk as an image rather than as an ideology and that's why i feel like when you get any older than like 16 it's hard to relate to them if you're hearing them for the first time you know yeah like being being angry at your mom can only translate (laughs) to to so many relatable lyrics or social distortions whole thing of like being like like a white trash punk band or something i don't know their whole deal kind of confuses me a little bit i i literally know nothing about them and to be honest if you had told me that social distortion was like a clothing brand instead of an actual band i would believe you (laughs) because i've seen more social distortion shirts than i ever have heard anyone actually talk about social distortion so it's actually funny that you say that because when i was like 13 or 14 years old before i ever heard the band i um thought that it was just like a clothing brand the first couple times i saw someone wearing like social distortion t-shirts so like i don't think you're wrong (laughs) yeah that's why my favorite band is affliction (laughs) my favorite band is anti-social social distortion club (laughs) (laughs) that's a good band name i'm gonna reserve that on Bandcamp. Just make parodies of social distortion shirts, but in the anti-social social club style, and yeah, sell them for eight hundred dollars or whatever they're worth. 
Okay, you have to split the profits with me, though. I don't have to do shit, baby. This is a I fucking came up with the title. Yeah, so I'll, I'll see you in court, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, good thing we have a good thing we have a recorded uh, recorded <laughs> evidence of you stealing my idea. I'll just delete my half of this right now, and you'll sound like a crazy person. <laughs> I'll I'll send you my audio file, but with that edited out. <laughs> Um, I just want to share before we move on to talking about the music of this song that I googled social distortion and one of the results I found was um, an article called uh, from <laughs> from a podcast called Your Favorite Band Sucks. Yeah. I've never heard of this podcast before, so this is not an endorsement of the podcast, but I do think that's a very funny concept for a, a show. Um, it's called Your Favorite Band Sucks, and they have an episode about social distortion where in the write-up, uh, the description goes, Are we sure Mike Ness, the lead singer of Social Distortion, didn't see Grease in 1978 and decide to start a band? <laughs> because that that's, I think that's pretty perfect. They are basically, like, like Grease punk music. <laughs> yeah. Take Fonzie, give him an arsenal of entry-level country music covers and a capo, get Bruce Springsteen to make a trip out to California and explain authenticity to Mike Ness. Boom. You just made yourself some social d- distortion, baby. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I'm on Social Distortion's merch store right now, and yeah. they're easily a hundred different things you can buy that's there's no way this isn't just a clothing company i i (laughs) there's there's no way social distortion is a real band there's they don't have i'm on their website they have no links to their music but you can buy an ashtray that says social distortion it was their 40th Mm. anniversary that's illegal you shouldn't be allowed to be a band (laughs) for that long I just want to. I just want to let you know uh, that this podcast, your favorite band, sucks. Does not have an episode about Chumbawamba. So Chumbawamba doesn't suck. Chumbawamba is the only good ma- band. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the only good bands are Chumbawamba. That's it. Yeah. All right. So musically, uh, this song um, is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I like that it's like kind of got that techno flair to it. Um, which we can kind of dissect a little more based on like the different versions of this song that exist. But Teddy, your comment about the horns here is really interesting yeah, to me. Just those fucking horns are so good. Yeah. It's this is where Chumbawamba starts to like borderline on like a ska band, but in a non cringy yeah. way. I don't agree with that. I don't think that a band, just because they're a punk band with horns, it necessarily makes them ska. I, I think it does. But There's also, no upstrokes. Not yet. <laughs> we're dangerously close to upstrokes. They used that fucking wah pedal way too fucking liberally on the last album. Wah pedals ho- are not the same thing as upstrokes. They're close. They're in the same ballpark <laughs> of things that ska bands overabuse. <laughs> So we we had we had that we got horns on this one. By my prediction, the next Chumbawamba album, which I have not listened to in depth that often, is a ska album. Yeah, all that, right. That's we'll the, see the, about the that. progression. <laughs> Famous third wave ska band Chumbawamba. Look, if Chumbawamba just like had a ska album in their discography, that would be far from the the least weird thing about them. I guess so. <laughs> So this is this is their intro to ska, and I'm here for it for once. Yeah, this is the the ska redemption arc. <laughs> I just want to let you know that when I was watching rancid music videos before this, it did autoplay oh. the impression that I get. So. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> well, rancid is a ska band. Are they? Yeah, they're a ska band without horns. That's not a. I don't think that. I think that's illegal. I don't think you should be able to call yourself a ska band if you don't have horns in your band, or at uh, least at least a synthesizer. Take at least a synthesizer. What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? You could be a ska band with like a piano or a synthesizer. If you if you have someone doing those those horn lines on a synth, that's ska. No horns, no no keyboard, not ska. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> I'm not here to debate the the definition of ska yeah. with you. Call Elio. Get Elio on the Stop call. Stop being real a quick. fucking ska gatekeeper, Teddy. I'm a ska. I'm <laughs> a gatekeeper, baby. 
There's um, only there's only two real ska bands, and it's it's Real Big Fish and the Aquabats. Anything okay. else is fake ska. Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> um, I disagreements aside, I will agree with you. Those fucking horns, they're so good. They're so good. I love the, I love the like weird like kind of trill that they do during yeah. the um, the ticking ticking. Yeah, the, refrain. The pick it up, pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. I am a rude boy. See, it's, pick it up, it's pick a, it up, pick it up. A rude boy. <laughs> it's a ska song. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm never wrong. <laughs> Maybe we should invite Joe back onto the show so he can do a ska uh, version of this song. <laughs> you know, the the ska version of the song is the song. We don't need Joe to redo it, but I think we should have like a, a call in line where for uh, things like this, where we have to question if something's ska or not, we each get one lifeline where we can call someone and ask them if it's ska or not. Yeah, I would well, call. No, I would... We would need we would need a third party, a third party who's like neutral about it, because if each of us gets to choose someone, then we could just choose someone we know will agree with us. So I actually think your suggestion of calling Elio is a good idea. I think um, Elio would agree that this is a ska song. Hold on, hold on. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna call Elio right now. Call Elio right now, and I'll call <laughs> I'll call Joe. Actually, I don't know Joe's number. I'm calling Elio right call now. Call Elio I'm putting it on speakerphone. I'm so glad he's hanging out with Jennifer like the first time, and we're gonna bug him with this dumb shit. Hey, Elio, can you hear me? Yes. What's up? Hey. I, we're recording our podcast right now, and I have a quick question for you. Uh, we need we need your ska expertise to weigh in on a disagreement Teddy and I are having. Okay, go ahead. You want uh, to say hi to Jennifer? Because this is the first time I'm seeing her in forever. Yeah, hi Jenna. I'm hi, sorry we interrupting. I'm not sorry. Hi, hi Jenna. Teddy is here too, but hi. they're. I'm doing well, thank you. Teddy is here too, but they're in my headphones, so you probably can't hear them. Bullshit. Um, oh no, I can't. But they say hi. Okay, bye, Jenna. <laughs> okay, Yeah, we have a scoblum. <laughs> a scoblum that we need you to help us with. Yeah, so, do you know the song Time Bomb off of Anarchy? It's the one that goes, Stop now, what's that yeah. sound? Yeah. Is is that a ska song? That's a ska song. I fucking okay. told you! Okay. <laughs> Alright, alright. Even though there's no upstrokes, you would still call it a ska song? Yeah, it's a ska song because it does the drum thing. Okay, alright. Thank you. I appreciate your ska expertise and weighing in and uh, <laughs> helping us resolve this dispute. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Alright, thanks, buddy. Go hang out with Jenna. Bye. Sorry for interrupting. It's okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Alright, so I told you. I was right. All right. We, hey, have, listen, we have Elio's listen. verification. Listen, I just needed to speak to the experts before <laughs> I, I believed you. <laughs> well, we'll have like a rotating panel. So next time we have a Scott issue, we'll call Joe. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> then then after that, we'll call the uh, the singer Social Distortion. I really appreciate that Elio's reasoning for this being a ska song is because it does quote that drum thing. It's I have no wrong. fucking idea what he's talking about. It is the ska drum thing. <laughs> so I want to... <laughs> Fine. I admit defeat. You know, we talk to the experts. I believe in science. And... Uh... <laughs> And uh, do- Elio is nothing if not yeah. a ska doctor. So. This, this is a, a show of science. We we fully recommend listening to the CDC about wearing <laughs> face coverings and that Time Bomb by Chumbawamba is in fact a ska song. Oh boy. That's what uh, Dr. Fauci said. <laughs> yeah. In his latest briefing, he was like, this is urgent. We need everyone to know. Time Bomb, a ska track. And it slaps. Thanks, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. One fucking hell of a vocal performance on this track. I think yeah. there's so much energy and like charisma in this song. Yeah, this this whole album has a lot of really good vocal features. Yeah, like we'll yeah. we'll talk about it more as we get to the later songs. But I, I really think this is where Chumbawamba starts to show like their promise as a band that could gain attention outside of like like a, a niche like mm-hmm. 
punk euro punk scene like like yeah. this track like for for what it's worth ska or not is an incredibly <laughs> catchy and poppy song like yeah. there, there's there's no like confusion about why this was one of their first like songs to actually make it onto like the the billboard top 200 although as yeah. we discussed before it is the the uk singles and there's like 10 bands in the uk so it's not that fucking impressive <laughs> so that being said they did this one uh peaked uh, at number 59 in the uk charts in 1993 yeah which as i said I th- yeah. i'm not i'm not impressed yet call me <laughs> call me back when you have a number one single yeah I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's also worth pointing out that there are a few different versions of this song. Uh, there is the album track, and there is a single version, and there is a techno time bomb version. Yeah. Um, the single version is kind of a straightforward, like poppy rock song uh, or ska song, as we've been, as we've determined. Um. And then the techno time bomb is, as the title suggests, like a like a techno dance track version of the song. Um, I was not actually able to find that song any that full version anywhere on YouTube, but uh, there is there is are elements of it in the album version. Yeah, the album Especially... version during that uh like the there's like a bridge at the end. Yeah, where they for the album version they pretty much just take the uh, the techno time bomb version. Yeah, it's completely different than the single version of the song, and I honestly think that the album version is the best one of um, the two of them. Same. Like um, when I when I first listened to the music video, it kind of caught me off guard because like it yeah. plays. It's not like super different. Like the the song structure is still basically the same, but it was different enough that I was like, "What's that now?" Like, where, yeah, right. Where's Where's my boy? Where's my weird electronic like breakdown? The weird part? like the weird like synth line. The yeah. 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 I missed it. <laughs> Come yeah, I I think I think they took the best elements of the two different versions and kind of mashed them together for the album cut in a really effective way. So, yeah. And as we mentioned, this is the second single off of their album and their first uh I guess technically second music video, the first one that we yeah. were discussing. So, congratulations our our beautiful baby has grown up. Yeah. No no Aww. more watching pirated YouTube mashups. <laughs> now we're watching pirated YouTube uh music videos yeah and i feel like maybe that's a good segue over to our next segment to talk about the music video hell yeah you want to take it down to the courthouse uh with me teddy for some uh chumbawamba versus the people hell yeah let's take her down baby Or maybe uh maybe I'll add in um rancid going but a time bomb. <laughs> I like I literally could not understand like half the songs half the words That's in that fine. song. I watch there, like there aren't lyrics. I rancid like, doesn't have lyrics. I watch like he three just gets up on the mic videos. and grunts. First off, the song Fall Back Down is literally just about fucking up and putting all your weight on someone else. Yeah. Like the entire song is like, hey, I'm going to fuck up again and you have to support me. That's fucked yeah. up. That's a bad song. Yeah. Especially when everyone in that band looks like they're they're like a fucking overdosing while recording. <laughs> like I've never seen a band of like more strung out looking people. Like absolutely no yeah. shade if you do drugs or like have a problem with it, like an addiction. But like I just I can't imagine being in Rancid. Like yeah. I, I think I would I'd rather have like a desk job than be in Rancid. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to like take myself seriously if I was in a band like Rancid. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're being mean, but I don't feel bad being mean to like no. people who have gotten rich off of playing punk music. If you're like past the age of thirty and you wear a vest that has studs on it, you deserve to get made fun of a little. <laughs> like I'm not saying don't do your thing. Like absolutely do your thing, but you have to realize that there's a point where it's it's like fair game to make fun of you. <laughs> Oh god, I'm watching a rancid music video on mute right now while we're talking, just getting angry. Why? <laughs> get out of there. <laughs> Save yourself. Literally, when when you get the chance, watch the music video for Fall Back Down. It's like like the I don't the, think I will. I the, don't want to. The live shots when they like show the band, it's just it's just sad. Like no one in the band rancid looks like they're having any fun. Also well, they like are. 
they are of that punk persuasion where fun is bad. I like. I, I'm I'm really not trying to say like you have to like stick to like modern aesthetics or like whatever, but like who has a mohawk that big in like the late twenty teens, twenty twenty era? Yeah. Like I don't think mohawks are cool anymore. Just shave well, your head. You're a grown man. D- but but reverse mohawks are still cool. Reverse right? mohawks will always be cool. <laughs> One of one of my first like actual punk shows I went to was I went to go see uh, Reagan Youth play yeah. at some shithole venue that no longer exists. But there was this like like fucking like probably like a fifteen year old, and I was also probably fifteen at the time, who had like the Liberty Spikes, and they were like so gelled that they were sharp, and he kept headbanging into me, and I was just getting like stabbed over and over again, and I punched him oh in the God. throat. Hell yeah. <laughs> It wasn't like a like a completely purposeful thing, but like he kept like bobbing into me, and I kind of just like swung and uh, probably did a lot of damage to this child. As <laughs> as I was also a child, someone's mom drove me to the gig, so I feel like it, yeah. it, it was a yeah. fair fight. It's but a, it, it's okay to hit kids if you're also a kid. <laughs> it was like my first run in with like that like sect of like really fucking obnoxious punks that really give a shit about aesthetic, and it was just like yeah. I'm just here because Reagan Youth is an edgy band name, and I'm 14, and my friends like punk music. Like, please don't <laughs> jam your fucking green tentacles into me. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, let's take a look at the the music video for for Time Bomb by Chumbawamba. As I said, this is our first time looking at a music video, so do we yeah. should we go through the video itself, give like a, a little description, like yeah, yeah. I I really like this music video. Me I think too. it's really simple, but like really like fun and effective, and like something about it that really captures how much fun this band must have been in a way that I haven't really been able to access because this is, like, the first music video. But um, it's just a video of, like, everyday people singing the ticking, ticking time bomb part mixed in with the Alice Nutter singing on the side of a highway. Yeah. Mixed in with um, clips of uh, people in, like, costumes sitting at tables doing various things, like, with footage of streets in London passing by uh, behind them, and my favorite of those people being a, a big Italian-looking dude eating French fries. Yeah, that's my favorite part. He shows up, like, two or three times during the yeah. video. I also don't know why the, all the shots of Alice are in black and white, and all the shots of the people yeah. are in black and white, but the shots of the people like on the street, like that are like photo imposed over like like yeah. the streets of London, are in color. And then there are a few like rare live clips of the song being played where yeah. those are also in color. So it's very jarring, like the the constant switch between this like black and white shot and then um like a Italian man flying through the streets of London eating <laughs> fucking French fries. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, the reason that those shots are in color is so we can see how red his ketchup is, right? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's eating ketchup. I know I there's know. there's a little bit of ketchup on there. Yeah, we could see the 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 reddish hue of his of his full blooded Italian skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's also like most of the time the lip sync of the footage to the song does not match up, but like I don't know. Part of me doesn't even really care about that. It just feels like you know what this reminds me of. This reminds me of a lot of like like local small bands who decide to make their own music video. And like Chumbawamba wasn't like a super small band at this point. They were bigger than like just a local band at this point. But it reminded me a lot of when people would make their own music videos <laughs> on like uh, you know, with like a, a a handheld camera and Windows Movie Maker and something about the spirit of that I've always really dug. So yeah, this song, this song, and its music video really hit all of my uh, hit all the right notes for me this week. Yeah, it's not like as you said, it's not super low budget, but I mean, for a time where like this was like like the peak of like music videos, this was one. Right. I mean, not necessarily when MTV was like launching, but like like the the late eighties, early nineties were kind of like the the heyday of all yeah, that. This was like the first decade of MTV. Yeah, and 
the fact that they have a music video is cool because that was kind of like uh, I feel like it was a lot harder to make your own music video back before yeah. you could just like shoot it on your iPhone and as you said edit it in Windows Movie Maker. But it is still like incredibly low budget that like they probably had some like concert footage and then like sent one camera around with Alice to like record like the her shots and then interview yeah. like a few weird people and then green screen in and this Italian man and the, the his two other cohorts. But it's good. I mean, it, it's fun. It, it, it pairs well with the song. I think it's yeah. cute watching old people lip sync about how they're a time bomb yeah. and then have it switch to like kids because it's like it's it goes along with the message of the song that like it's like everyone is capable of like overthrowing this. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that leads me to the first comment I want to read from the uh, the time bomb music video uh, from Rhett Marut six years ago who wrote, The working class is a time bomb. The revolution will come, and it will come with music. And then one of the replies to that is someone named Lockjaw three years ago saying, Your comment really hit the marks. M-A-R-X. Ah, got him. <laughs> I've got one here from a old school raver UK whose uh, photo is Knuckles from Sonic um, yeah. saying lol I'm saying that even after all these years I'm still loving this song it's really not that hard to understand and I feel you yeah. Knuckles from the Sonic and Friends <laughs> old school it's raver it's canon now that Knuckles the echidna loves Chumbawamba so that comment was left seven years ago but there's also another comment from the same account 10 years ago that says still loving this track after all these years. So <laughs> I don't know if he's aware that he left the same comment twice, but who knows three years apart. Just got to make sure you, you get those, those comments out there. Leave your mark on history. <laughs> um, in that same comment thread uh, that I started reading, uh, but there's more there's some more gold actually so when Rhett Marut said the revolution will come and it will come with music um, someone named Semper Fool replied and they will be right wing with a winky face Oof. and then someone named Bubsy2D replied to that saying nah it will be gamers the revolution will not be televised, but it will be broadcast on Twitch. Yeah, it will be a live stream uh, in Fortnite. <laughs> I've got one here one year ago from Everham Stern, who says, want this on my funeral after blowing up Czech Parliament. <laughs> so co committing to or admitting to terrorist acts on uh, Chumbawamba music video. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a um, version of this song that appears on Chumbawamba's live album Show Business, and uh, it features a vocalist named Jimmy Echo, who when I googled couldn't find anything about it besides the fact that they appeared on this song, but... Um, this is uploaded, that version is uploaded to YouTube, the live show business version. Um, two months ago, someone named Ray wrote, I just love it so much. And then one month ago, someone named Skidzo72 wrote, it's like an anarchist Tom Jones. Love it. <laughs> and it's true. This dude sounds like Tom Jones, but he's singing about like being a time bomb. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I have one here. Uh, from Ivan Latuni, who just says terrorism anthem. <laughs> um, there's there's another comment here that is just a link to a photo on Facebook that I'm gonna send you. Um, I'm not sure what uh, language it was originally in. Oh, it was originally in uh, Czech, but um, the Google Translate of the caption of this photo says, "If it's Saturday, an eco-terrorist robot awakes us, and it will be a long, hard work, or it is necessary to change the system, not the climate." And I'm gonna send you this fucking wild-ass photo that this person just linked to on uh, their Facebook. I cannot wait. It's like a real ballsy move to link to like your public Facebook from a YouTube comment. In Honestly, yeah. A Chumbawamba music video holy shit what is this yeah um well, well go ahead you're... and describe this to the to the listeners teddy so it says 
R.I.P. Cole in in big letters. Hold on, my my Facebook is taking a while to load it. It is a very high def photograph. Um, and then there are photos of people in what look like like not like full like hazmat suits, but like like the white kind of see through hazmat suits. Um, being chased by police on horseback, and then a few other photos in between those of what looks like the police arresting said people in hazmat suits. And then there are some captions in Czech down at the bottom that I cannot read because I do not speak Czech. But, um, hell yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is some kind of protest against, like, coal mining or, or, or something. I assume so. And I, I'm glad that the, the people of Czechoslovakia have for some reason taken time bomb to be an anthem there are a few other comments yeah. that are in check on this music video so do you want to take a take a take a sharp left turn away from that and talk about some comments on the music video for time bomb by rancid i i really don't but if you have <laughs> because any i found one i found one that's gonna make you want to scream is it as bad as the one that i sent you before uh, no, it's not quite. Go ahead and re- I'm going to read this one, and then if you could read the one you sent me, I okay. think that'd be a good a good wrap up. I do have one more on the Chumbawamba music video. I want okay. to do you want me to do that now before we yeah dive yeah into? go ahead and do that one first because so, this one is from Adam Crawford nine years ago who just says my other half is the girl at 222 on the lorry. So <laughs> thank you. I don't know what lorry is. It sounds like it's at the bathroom. I'm going to skip to 222. <laughs> 202 let's see what's his better half oh his better half is the the person reading a magazine while flying around london fantastic so good for you <laughs> all right dan what's what's your rancid comment so i lied to you i have two rancid content uh, comments right. one of which um kind of proves my point i was making earlier about rancid being for like older punks um Three years ago, someone wrote, God damn, I'm now 32. Still an amazing song. (laughs) And then three years ago, someone wrote, uh, someone named Samantha Evans wrote, guys that are into this stuff are incredibly attractive, to be honest. And then it's just fucking, like, like, it's just 11 comments of people, like, like, being a reply guy to her. (laughs) One of them saying, call me. (laughs) But yeah. but one of them, honestly, I really appreciate this person's honesty. Two months ago, someone wrote, I'm ugly as shit. <laughs> I'm going to DM that person a link to our podcast and try and woo them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a comment here that is actually not on the Time Bomb music video. It's from uh, the music video for Fall Back Down. Um, that's from Tavis Lavis, who says, I had a bad year. A lot I've been through. My mom, my wife, dying three weeks apart. I'm 30. I've been listening since I was 12. Respect. Make it through the darkest night. And, like, I, I, it sucks that this person had lost two loved ones within, like, a short amount of time. And I feel for you, Thomas. But honestly, if I ever relate to a rancid lyric that way, I want you to fucking put a bullet in my brain. <laughs> Like, if if I'm a grown man and, like, the best way that I can process my emotions is, like, a man who's obviously, like, strung up going, if I fall back down, then, like, I, yeah, why? Why am I alive? <laughs> the revolution is coming and it will be, it will come through music. <laughs> yeah, and that music is rancid. This is, like, rancid is, like, if, like, Chumbawamba is, like, an actual, like, left-wing punk band, rancid is, like, the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah, like, that's a good way of putting they're like, it. They're like centrist punk. And then social distortion is just straight up Republicans. <laughs> punk for Republicans. Yeah. I would not be surprised if you told me the lead singer of social distortion was a Trump supporter. I just, I just, just, I have that feeling. If I'm wrong, great, but that's just the impression. The impression that, that you get? <laughs> yeah, the impression that I get. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I if if you told me that like pretty much like anyone who was in like a quote unquote punk band from like ninety five to two thousand five was a Republican, I would one hundred percent believe you. Like fat, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Fat Mike's a Republican. I I'm, I'm willing that into existence. So Teddy, uh, do you have any final thoughts you want to share about this beautiful ska song called Time Bomb? 
yeah i think it's fucking sick i'm honestly so stoked that we're doing anarchy not because yeah. i didn't like the past like tremble womba albums we've done but like this is probably my favorite tremble womba album um uh, what you see is what you get has been gaining on it but probably the one that i have listened to the most times and i'm stoked to be talking about songs that i'm like super passionate about not that i'm not passionate about the other tremble woman songs we do but these are like some of my favorite songs of all time as you can tell by the fact that i have a tattoo from the one we did last week but uh yeah so glad to be talking about it glad that i was proven right that it is a ska song how about <laughs> how about you dan uh, I love this song. I listened to it so many times today just to like get ready for the for the show and just ended up listening to it a bunch of times because it just got me fucking hyped up. Um, I think the music video is great. It's very effective. I think it's a very simple song, but like it packs a punch anyway because of how catchy it is and how much like fun it is. And it's almost like feels like an empowering song, which I don't feel like is something Chumbawamba does a lot. Like, they do a lot of songs that are, like, very, like, harshly critical of power structures, and that's good. Like, obviously, that's one of the best things about the band and one of the things that makes them so remarkable to talk about, you know, all these years after they released this music. But this is one of the few songs that I can think of off the top of my head that's, like, more like, yeah, we're, like, all in this together and like we're great and like we're powerful as everyday normal people and something about that message just really resonates with me like especially now in the fucking terrible like post-apocalyptic landscape we inhabit yeah um i feel like there's a lot of that on this album that yeah you get more of a like not necessarily a positive but like an an enthused chumbawamba instead of them just being like hey this thing sucks like we fucking hate this guy like you have songs like this you have songs like enough is enough you have songs like homophobia that all like address an issue and then kind of take it one step further to like make it like like an anthem about like defeating that thing instead of like on past albums where they just be like hey weren't the beatles fucking douchebags like like (laughs) fuck paul mccartney and i mean which is also great which is great and we do still see that i mean the last track was in addition to being like an inspirational song was also a fucking uh like a diss track um against bob dylan but uh it was Bob Dylan, right? For a second, I was yes, like... Yes, it was Bob Dylan. Okay. I was like, was it Bob Dylan or one of those other, like, 90 folk musicians who could also be Bob Dylan? But, um... <laughs> so, yeah. It's it, yeah, it's six. nice to see, like, a, like an enthused Chumbawamba. Get a little yeah. bit of hope in there in this, this hopeless time. Yeah. I really like it. Um, it's one of my favorite Chumbawamba songs. I do not imagine myself, like, getting sick of it anytime soon. Uh, It's just one of those songs that I think will uh, stay in the rotation. So, big ups to Chumbawamba for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Dan, if you had to read it, what would you give it? Hmm, That's a good one. I think I would give it a... So, I would give it a Time Bomb by Chumbawamba minus Time Bomb by Rancid plus... um, Plus uh, Tom Jones's uh, rendition of Time Bomb on Show Business. <laughs> whatever that e- whatever that equals. This one's a complex formula this week. I think I think it would equal like an eight and eight out of ten. You know, give or take. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> I tried to improvise my bit this week and it didn't go well. Oh well. <laughs> How about you, Teddy? What would you rate it? <laughs> um, I'm gonna give them a. Uh... This bike is a pipe bomb out of uh, this bike is a time bomb. <laughs> Damn, this bike is a pipe bomb, huh? Yeah. You went there. I mean, I'm throwing it back, baby. I've been on a big folk punk kick recently. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think I've listened to this bike as a pipe bomb since I was like... 17 they're fucking good they hold up yeah like i'll have to revisit them there's there's a lot of bands from that generation that i feel like kind of got big on like hype this bike of the pipe bomb holds up i I would definitely recommend checking it out i've been big in i've been listening to them a lot i've been listening to rosa a lot and i've been listening to that newest uh pat the bunny uh album a lot that that pat the bunny album is fucking fantastic it's so good like i think well 
we'll talk about it more off air, but like, I think Pat is like an incredible songwriter. And once he got sober and kind of like grew up and started using that ability to write songs about what it feels like to grow old in the punk scene, instead of just being like, Hey, I used to do heroin. Like, I think it got a lot more relatable to me as someone who has never done heroin to my knowledge. All right, so on that note, Teddy, do you want to uh, close us out here with some leftism of the week? Yeah, so this week on leftism of the week, we're going to talk about Portland a little bit more than we did last week, um, mostly about uh, some of the tactics that they're using and their deployment of shields. So just to date ourselves, we are talking to you July 27th, 2020. We are in our close to our fifth month of quarantine uh we are coming up on the 60th day of uh since george floyd was murdered by the police and there are still protests going on all throughout the country most recently things have been getting a little bit more energized in portland Uh, we mentioned it a little bit last time on our uh, episode with dom but i just want to point out some of the tactics that portland is using like there's there's really not too much that we could talk about specific events that wouldn't be incredibly dated by the time this episode comes out even like two or three days later so we do recommend making sure you stay up to date with all this stuff uh twitter is probably your best bet uh see if you can follow some journalists i'll I'll link to my favorite guy in the uh the show notes um who has been live streaming from portland and seattle uh pretty much nonstop. Um, But the thing that we want to focus on this week is uh, the fact that Portland is fighting back against the police, not just by protesting, but they're now starting to utilize I don't want to call them weapons because it's not a weapon, but but they're using tools. The the one main one of these is that people are building shields for these protests. And it's fucked up that we live in a world that someone who is simply protesting has to build a like medieval shield to mm-hmm. the like to protect themselves from our fucking secret police force but that's the fucking world we live in so i'll also include a link to this twitter thread that basically just shows um how a lot of these shields are made uh the main process is that they're taking those like 55 gallon drums and chopping them up and essentially using them to make i believe you can get like four shields out of them because you use the bottom circle as one the top circle as one and then you split it in two and you can kind of make almost like fake riot shields out of them um so they're pretty much just made out of plastic and pool noodles which they then duct tape around the sides to keep it so if you actually physically bump into someone you're not going to slice them up with like a, a piece of poorly cut plastic and obviously a shield like this is not bulletproof but as of now, the police are not firing live rounds on the protesters. They are mostly using quote unquote non lethal rounds like bean bags or rubber bullets, which something like this could it like should stop. So um, I'll include the link to this Twitter thread about it where it shows how they're building them. It used to be kind of like a, a one man like was like building them and someone posted a guide on Twitter. And now it's to the point where volunteers are gathering three times a week uh, in public places that they announced the night before to go and build these shields to then distribute to protesters. So once again, it's fucked up that we've hit a, a point in our society that people are building like larping weapons to avoid getting shot by the police but it is cool to see things like this things like the utilization of leaf blowers um i know i sent you a video uh, the other day of someone using a lacrosse stick Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. fling back uh like smoke grenades and shit like that and it, it it's fucked up like it's one of those things where like the the edgy part of me is like oh this is so cool we're like we're fighting back against the police but then the 28 year old part of me is like it's fucked up that we live in a, a fucking state yeah where it's cool to just open fire on protesters and the fact that people are resorting to defending themselves with these like homemade like defense mechanisms against what is supposed to not supposed to because that's not the fucking point of the police force and everyone knows it but what is like marketed to us as something that protects you is just like yeah in beyond words like dystopic dystopian 
Yeah, I agree with that. Like, whenever I see things like that happening, I kind of have to check my instinct that tells me to think it's cool that it's happening because it isn't cool. It fucking sucks that people have to fight against the police because if you if you if we remember the whole reason people are out there it's because the police have been murdering black people like without any accountability for hundreds of years in this country so uh i would prefer a reality where that wasn't happening and we didn't need to protest we didn't need to organize but if we live in the reality where such organization is necessary i am happy there are people who are doing things like this to help keep people as safe as possible while it's happening and to fight back against the fascists who are uh, trying to scare us into not participating. Yeah. So like, yeah, as, as you said, like the, the whole point that this is a necessity is like a fucking travesty that like you can't even peacefully protest without it turning into like a fucking fascist police state. So yeah. like it'd be one thing if like protesters were like directly attacking police officers and a lot of right wing media is going to paint it that way, but that's absolutely not what's happening. It's almost entirely cops instigating this. Yeah. And for this to be like the necessity that in order to peacefully protest your government you have to have a shield is like beyond parody in this fucking shithole of a country yeah so uh as we've been saying uh if you're out there stay safe as stay as safe as possible um and uh we will also include in the show notes a link to the portland freedom fund which is one of the major like uh organizations that's working with uh bail funds right now um it's it's just a nonprofit based in the portland area that helps uh just helps people uh post bail um and in fact i'll just quickly read from their website we are a volunteer-run abolitionist organization currently dedicated to reducing harms perpetrated against our black brown and indigenous neighbors by the criminal justice system through posting bail so they may navigate their case from a position of freedom so uh obviously right now if you donate to one of these organizations the money will probably be directed towards people uh, unjustly held and charged with crimes during the protests but it's good to have organizations like this on your radar in more peaceful times as well because in quote-unquote peaceful times these terrible things are still happening to people just kind of out of the spotlight of social media and uh, news media which is why when things like the george floyd murder happen uh they bubble over into these mass demonstrations across the world so yeah um so, yeah, if there's one thing we can learn from Chumbawamba this week, it's that in in the face of a lot of horrible shit happening in the world, everyday people are strong. And if we band together, we can be stronger than the forces that seek to oppress us. Hell yeah. So, on that note, uh, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Yeah. What do you say, Teddy? Works for me. I, say, I, I just said your name so that people yeah. can know which of us is talking. Works for me, Danbert. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to chumbology we really appreciate it uh appreciate you spending some of your week with us and uh listening to us ramble about everything from rancid to uh bail funds yeah the uh the music that you heard in this episode was the song time bomb uh from chumbawamba's album anarchy and uh dan do we have the rights to that what do you think the answer is, Teddy? <laughs> do I look like I'm made of money? Yeah. Do I look like I have the money to legally license any of the music we use? Come on. Do I look like <laughs> someone who respects the bounds of U.S. copyright law? <laughs> the answer is fucking no. The answer is yes. I'm actually a staunch uh, Republican. <laughs> If you want to get in touch with us to talk about our uh, our beliefs in in the U.S. copyright system, yeah. um, you can find us on Twitter at Chumbology Rocks, or you can email us at ChumbologyPod at gmail.com. Yeah. 
We also have a Patreon up if you wish to listen to some bonus episodes. I believe we're up to, what, six now? So that's uh, five or six. Five or yeah. six yeah. So that's six whole hours of extra content you get for only an additional $2 a month. Um, yeah. If, wow, you sound like a salesman. I am a salesperson. <laughs> it's because I respect copyright law so much. Um if you do not wish to pay the $2 a month, what you can also do is uh, make a donation to any of these bail funds um, or any similar uh, like charity um, or GoFundMe or anything like that. Send us a screenshot and we will send you all the recorded episodes we have right now. Um, we are recording another one this week. I believe we're doing Hamilton. I want us to do Hamilton because uh, I, I want to get really angry. I really don't know if I have it in me. We'll see. We could we could record an episode IRL. Yeah, yeah, we Maybe. could while I'm helping you. Uh, while I'm helping hear you, hear me move. out. Are we get, hear me out? Let's do a live watch of Hamilton as we drive from your old place to your new place. That's what I was gonna suggest. Is we do a live podcast while I drive a truck for the first time in three months and crash. <laughs> that. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to follow that uh, per uh, that blah, blah, blah. if you want to follow that train wreck, uh, ch- sign up for our Patreon or don't. I don't really care. <laughs> but it's, it's it's there if you want it. <laughs> if I fucking have to, if I fucking have to end my life in a in a truck with you on the Garden State Parkway or whatever we end up doing to take to your new place. Uh, at least I'll go down watching fucking Hamilton yeah. on a cell phone while barely <laughs> being able to hear it. I'll bring, I'll bring a boombox. I oh. died as I lived. Watching Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs>